When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I'm Adi Oladipo. I'm Charlie Baker. And this is the best of today's show. Yes, we spoke to Dave Gorman, didn't we, Addy? Dave Gorman was fantastic. Dave Gorman came on to tell us about his, his new tour, uh, which is called, I've got to look for it now, it's called tour, uh, PowerPoint to the People. It certainly was. Course. Danny Kelly was on good form as oh, well. Danny Kelly's always on Genius. good form. Absolutely brilliant. We went through every single match from the weekend. Uh, here it all is. <laughs> Hello, Charlie. Uh, sport woke up this weekend and chose chaos, Addy, didn't That's it? That's kind of what it happened. Absolutely That's kind of everything happened. was like, OK, everybody, go home, you're drunk. Yeah, red flags everywhere. Red, red cars, red flags Red flags everything. in the F1. Mm. Uh, football, everyone got sacked. Yeah. Uh, you, were at the, you were at the boxing on, on Saturday night. Chaotic. You were in the, in the ring. I was in the chaos. Yes, I was right there in the middle. I don't know if you saw, did, did you watch it by any chance? I, I did you watch it? I listened to it on, I listened to it on Talk Sport. Good, well done. Test, yeah, there, and you passed the test. test well it's done. Very, it's very good coverage on, on Talk Sport. sport. Yeah. Well, there was a point where, obviously, I do the final interview of AJ. Yeah. And I, obviously, big guy was it, six, seven. Yeah. I'm what, five, eleven on a good day. Yeah, I'm pushing sort of six foot myself. So. Five, six. And like, I'm, you know, got the mic to him, and they teach you what, rule number one don't let the mic go. Oh, okay. And he's pulling my hand, wanting to take the mic from me. Mm. I'm like, no, it isn't happening. Yeah. And I really, but it's, it's, I was struggling. And he's just been in a massive fight. He's been well. in a massive yeah, yeah. fight. I mean, anyone, yeah. anything could happen. So why don't you let him have the mic? Because then they just walk around the ring and that's it, you've lost control. And they sing, they sing. They, they do anything. Tyson Fury they sings, that sings with his wife. Yeah. And it's just not a good look. Yeah, and is, is that going out over the tannoy or was that on DAZN? That's everywhere. Everywhere. Well, you know, singing I don't mind. Singing's good. That's a good yeah. look. But when they do other things... What if he'd started beatboxing or something? You'd have gone viral, had it? It'd have been brilliant. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking, of, I think don't do anything good. silly. You should have let him have the mic. No, no, I've done well. I think I'd pat myself on the back for not letting him take the mic. What's it like being in amongst... A massive fight like that, you know, 99% mm. of the people listening to, to this show mm. and myself have never been in that situation. What is the testosterone level? What does it smell like? Mm. What is the aggression level in there? Is it joyous? What's it like, Ade? It's incredible. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I've been to the O2 arena where there's not been 20,000 in there. It's been five or six and there's blacked out curtains and the atmosphere is a bit, a bit rubbish. Yeah. If I'm honest with you. When it's 20... And they're in there early as well, and yeah. they're singing, and AJ's walking out, and you've got the pyrotechnics. You're like, wow, yeah, like, this is this is just insane. But when you see that sort of two big sort of giants hitting each other, and the sweat coming off their heads, yeah. and a bit of blood stain hits you in the face, you're like, oh, I bring it on, yeah. lovely. But um, no, it's, it's incredible. But it is very, very chaotic. I wish 
we could maybe do a, a something where you see what goes on behind the scenes at some of these events. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy. Would people want to see that? Or would it? I think they would. Be too much. I think they would want to see what goes on. I yeah. think, especially for presenters as well, because you look at them and you know one slip of the tongue and everyone's like, oh, they're rubbish. I don't think you know what's going on in there. It is. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 It, it is sure. a bit crazy. Louis Farou was backstage as well. Was he? he was, was he doing a documentary on on you? He was. Well, he, no. Well, <laughs> well, she was. <laughs> I jumped the gun, didn't I? There, <laughs> he wasn't. But he watched me do something. He was like. I was pretty good. And I was like, thank you, Louis. Oh, that's nice. Can I get a photo with you? And I oh, took a photo. Did, yeah, I did. I don't normally ask that. I was oh, like, can I get a photo with you, Selfie with Louis Theroux. I did. The, I did. But what's his, what's his rap? My, my, my keys don't jiggle, jiggle. Is that what, is that what it is? What it is. I don't no, know no, no. You just made that we stuff We can up, find the rap. My yeah. money don't jiggle, jiggle. Money don't jiggle, thank jiggle. You, the, I don't know the rap at all. But, no, you clearly um, don't. I think... AJ, we'll talk oh, boxing. No, 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 go on. We're say it, say what you want to say. No, say boxing. what you want to say. We're going to talk football in a minute, aren't we, yeah. for the rest of the hour, but just talk a little bit of boxing here. My immediate emotional reaction to AJ mm-hmm. and that fight was, mm-hmm. you should take your 100 million quid, mate, and go fishing. But stop. And, you think stop. retire? Retire. Live off but the, he won. He won nearly every round. Put it all in premium bonds and live off the interest. because He didn't it, get knocked down. He didn't he get hurt. He, he won every round. But he doesn't look like he's enjoying it. He doesn't look victorious when he I wins. I don't know who he looks, enjoys he, boxing. He looks angry when he wins. Okay. Now, he yeah, doesn't... Yes. He doesn't there's, look, there's, a, there's a good point there. He doesn't look happy when he wins. Mm. I just think he's lost the love of it. Look, we all want to make as much money as we can in a short space of time. Yeah. I just think, you've done it, mate. You've been world champion. You've been... Yeah, you, you've, you've been you've, to Mount you've, Everest. You've had the big no. knockout. You've yeah. had the big moments. And I can imagine you chase those all the time. But for me, I just look at him and I think he's done so much for British boxing. Mm. He's dragged it into a into a new era. He's done so much. He's such a likable person. I wish those listening at home could see your hands and your yeah, movements well, right I now. I mean it because yeah. I don't mean it in a give up, mate, sort of way. I mean it in a in a save yourself. <laughs> look yeah. at other boxers. Look at previous boxers to you who don't have all their faculties anymore. Don't who don't can't live the life they want to live. Save your money. Take your money put it somewhere safe and live a nice life and if you want competition do Strictly go and do Dancing on Ice Mm. do all those I know it's not the same level in any sort of way but I just look at him and think it's time to stop do you mean no no no, you know him you've interviewed him do you look into his eye after a fight and go this guy still wants it I, I, I look into his eye I look into all these fighters especially the ones that have made money I'm like why are you still doing this you've made a lot of money Um, and I've always said that my things always get in get rich and get out He's got in, he's made a lot of money. Yeah. He's won every accolade you could win in boxing, apart from one belt. That belt's held by Tyson Fury. So maybe that's the want now. Maybe that's it. But look, this is the final chapter for AJ. Uh, it's, this is, it's been billed as the new dawn. So I think there's only maybe three or four fights left yeah. with Anthony Joshua. And he wants, you know, three of those four to be Wilder, Fury, maybe Joe Joyce. Yeah. Um, he's a work in progress. And that's funny to say a world champion's a work in progress, but... It is a new trainer. He didn't look great. I'm not going to come on and pretend he looked amazing. He didn't. I wanted him to knock out Franklin. He didn't get that, but he did win. Good chin, Franklin. Didn't he? Great chin. Took some big shots. Took some big, big. You know, that's, you know, that's AJ's first win since December 2020. How long ago that is? That's a long time. Now, you. Now we're going to get people right, well, on well, this well. now. So, yeah. you were invited to a party with, with them. Uh, with, yeah, the, with yeah, the fighters yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. and you said you were going Absolutely. and then you went back to your hotel and Swerved went to sleep it. you ghosted it I ghosted I said yeah give me two seconds I'm going to go to the hotel <laughs> no I promise you I'm coming out I'm going let me just want to quickly change my I was in a suit did you see yeah, I don't yeah, think you yeah, saw yeah, myself I was yeah, in a suit yeah, yeah. I was let me quickly go and change that to a comfortable jacket yeah. <sighs> five seconds later lovely so you yeah, ghosted out which my, my, I, I love that when did you ghost out of a big party that's the text topic when did today. you ghost out text when us 8, 10, 8, 9 when did you ghost 
Yeah, like when did you just decide exactly. to, you know what, I'm running away from this. Exactly. I can't do it. Yeah. And the other thing we wanted to set was, uh, it was the Papa John's final this weekend. It was. Which was uh, uh, Bolton Wanderers 4, mm. 4, mm. F-O-U-R, uh, Plymouth Argyle, uh, nil. Okay. Plymouth Argyle, N-I-L. It was just spelling. They lost 4 nil. Now, Torquay played Bolton in, in the, uh, I think it was 1989 version of that, 88, I can't remember, 88 version of that, of that which was when it was the Sherpa Van Trophy. Mm. And uh, as part of getting to the final... The what van? Sherpa Van. Sherpa Van it, Sherpa Trophy. Sherpa Van Trophy. <laughs> Fantastic. The Sherpa Van Trophy. And as part of getting to the final, we uh, got given a Sherpa Van. A, a minibus. Nice. In Torquay United yeah. livery. So um, we wanted to know, uh, what is the strangest prize you've Do Torquay you've still have won? that minibus somewhere? They did, they, they did for a, a lot longer than you imagined. <laughs> <laughs> there was, the, yes. So what's, what is the strangest prize mm. that you ever won? 8, 10, there's 89. Gonna be, there's going to be some crazy ones. I hope so. 8, 10, yeah. 89 at TSH and J 03717 What's the strangest prize that you've ever won? What's the strangest Prize you've ever won? Mm. You must have won some stuff. I won. A, I just. A, a, I was first in my local village fun run once, mm. and I won first local man, and uh, it was a, a pottery tankard. Nice. Nice. Still got Not it. that. Still got it. Still of course, got it. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, proud. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely proud. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's time now to round up the weekend's Premier League action with Car Finance twenty four seven. And Mr. Danny Kelly joins us now to look back at what was um, an interesting weekend of Premier yeah. results, I think it's fair to say. Especially, a roller coaster. Oh, I like it, yeah. Any other words you can no, think of? No, that's all I've got. That's it. Oh, you sure Hi, Danny. How are you? Hey, Danny. Very good indeed. Good afternoon to both of you and to all, all the listeners. Um, I'm interesting in Charlie's um, career advice to AJ. Um, I, I saw your tweet. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, if it goes fishing, a hundred million quid. I, I had no idea about fishing and how much it costs and stuff. Yeah. But I worked out he could he could buy sixteen million tubs of maggots for that. <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's a lot of maggots. There's a lot of worms in it. Let's be truthful about that. <laughs> Don't you uh, think, Danny? Do you agree, Danny? Do you think he should knock it on the head? It's, it's it's so difficult with a box, isn't it? First of all, I would never give them advice, Charlie, no. because I wouldn't. I, I would never do what they do. Um, it's so difficult because yes, he, of course. Why would you want to continue get, letting somebody belt me in the face? Mm. Except the amount of money you get offered for that privilege is very very tempting indeed, isn't it? But you're right though. He doesn't look like he's enjoying it anymore. Um, and of course, once you if you're if you're you know these heavyweights. And you're built up and and you're fed maggots in the early stages mm. of your career. Once you've been beaten a couple of times, I think it must be get harder and not, not to get up in the morning and train, but to get through those ropes. And you have to admire their courage to continue doing it. Um, I love the course, use of maggots twice here. I, know, yeah, 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 fantastic. I think we're going to carry on with the fishing great, yeah, analogy yeah. for this and, whole and hour. Enjoyable as it is to win, an honour to work with you both. I really am sad for the listeners that Andy oh, Jacobs is not here right, this me week. Too, me too. Me too. I, I want to see a man of that. Uh, of that. Um, how should we put it? Vintage doing river dance around the studio <laughs> at the announcement of sacking your poor old Graham Potter. Oh yeah. I think we're going to hear from. I think we're going to hear from him later. He's written us something down. We'll read it out later on. I think so, he hasn't uh, sent us a voice note then he's written oh, something yes, down okay. has he? I'll, I'll do my best I'll read it out we'll put the liquidator on behind it right, let's kick off with uh, Newcastle yeah. thrashing 2-0 doesn't really tell the full story <laughs> of that game absolutely fresh Manchester United at Newcastle by the way what do you guys make of um, these little Eddie House speeches in the dressing room mm. which are filmed yay or nay what the speeches themselves or the, or the filming of them the filming of the speeches I like the speeches the filming of them 
Um, the trouble with filming anything uh, is that is that you then everyone knows what you're going to say around the world. Uh, the example I always give Addy is that the very first time the BBC in the 1950s put out a Shakespeare play on television, more people saw it that evening than had seen all the Shakespeare plays in the world mm. ever performed in theatres. The mm. electronic media is so huge that. I think the speeches will now have slightly diminished power because everyone yeah. knows that he's going to make these speeches. Well I'd have said. kept no secret myself. Well mm. said. Uh, Newcastle on the pitch, though, looking good, right, aren't they? Oh, well, I mean, it's always... Football, as we all know, is about the losers, and we'll get on to Manchester United in a second. Yeah, and of course, they, they, that was you know, it was a proper 2-0 stuffing, wasn't it? <laughs> um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like um, United were in the game very much. They're, very odd performance. Newcastle, we have, I'm sorry, let's, let's give credit where it's due. Newcastle, particularly in midfield, absolutely outstrength uh, Manchester United and their team just, just couldn't deal with it at all. And when I said they couldn't deal with it, um, Manchester United's away form, it's not as bad as Liverpool's um, and, and there are other teams as well, but it's pretty poor compared to their all-conquering form at Old Trafford. And part of it seems to be that their only tactic that I can see is for Bruno Fernandes to moan. Oh. From the moment oh. the game starts, he's, he's the moment the game really is oh, extraordinary. Pathetic. Extraordinary performance. That's their tactic. So uh, I picked the following 11 that says 10 hard. And if uh, we'll play four at the back, and then Bruno, if you could get after the referee and the crowd, <laughs> that would really help. <laughs> It's what pathetic. the hell is that? Uh, awful. But maybe it's to sort of deflect from Anthony's behaviour. Oh. oh. <laughs> and performances, by the I way, know, away yeah. from home. Well, they miss Casemiro, um, don't they? That midfield, yeah, who knew they would be building that te- team around Casemiro, but they absolutely miss him. Yeah, they, and, and it looked like a very expensive purchase, didn't it? £60 million for a 30-year-old, but um, they knew what they were getting. Somebody who... Without ever being, you know, he was the least flashy player in Madrid's great teams yeah. of the past mm. decade, and yet obviously an incredibly important cog uh, in there. And it, you know, um, they, they do miss him. But I, on the on the day, I don't think it would have made that much difference. Newcastle were just a, a level above all over the pitch, weren't they? They, they missed a couple of sitters as well, didn't they? In Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle. yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe yeah. Willock missed missed a few. Uh, what do you make of Velt Veghorst? I think me and Charlie maybe don't have the same opinion of him. I like I, him. I think he's a good defender. <laughs> but the thing well, is, Charlie, he plays up front Charlie, for United. Charlie likes him because he watches non-league yeah. football. Let's be truthful. <laughs> He'd be insane in the National League. He'd be unbelievable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Veghorst has been, has, is, is an honest pro who's done a decent job wherever he's gone and he may now be playing a couple of notches above his level. Mm. Um, and that's no disrespect to the clubs he's played for. Um, and anyone, you know, he, he was a cult, he's been a cult hero for years on Trans Europe Express because um, uh, one of our assistant producers is Dutch and was forever screaming for him to be brought to the Dutch uh, national team. When he was, he performed exactly like he's doing for Man United now. <laughs> um, look, he, 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 the, their failure to get the ball to him in places where he could control it was part of the problem, wasn't it? They meant mm. they never had the ball under control for any length of time. Anthony was losing it in contact with Dan Byrne. And Vout was kind of fighting for it, like like you do in a playground where no one's ever quite got the ball under control. They they didn't have a chance really. Speaking of, to, they they oh, will upgrade. They will upgrade in that position in the summer. Oh, just they? there's the music. But before we move on, just speaking of the Trans Europe Express, you you are like the Grim Reaper for managers. At, oh yeah, at, at, at the moment. Oh yeah. I switched on last week and and, and uh, Conte had gone. I switched, Conte, yeah. switched on this week and uh, and they um, try. And, uh, they try. 
They try to sneak out the news when they think TalkSport isn't looking, but no, sir. <laughs> the eye is forever seeking them out. Don't you dare mention Jurgen Klopp on Trent Express, please, because he, <laughs> he, he needs to stay. Next. Uh, West Ham uh, beat Southampton 1-0. Yeah, um, very, very important three points for David Moyes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you don't ever show that as an advertisement for Premier League football. <laughs> but David Moyes well, I, won't care. No, I guess if you're down there, it's results rather than performances. But I do have a friend, no names, no Pactrill, who was working at the game, reporting on the game. And he texted me about 20 minutes in saying that his dad used to earn very good money as a plumber. And he was thought about retraining rather than having to watch this for a living. So it, was a, it was a shocking game, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, um, I know there's tension. Um, but there are other games involving teams that down at the bottom that, that were, were, you know, proper games of football. This was just... Um, it's a difficult game, but and I don't understand it really because, truthfully, when you looked at the two starting lineups and particularly Addy and Charlie, the benches, you can see mm. entirely why Southampton might be going to get relegated. Yeah, and you can see no obvious reason why West Ham should be down that makes there. Makes sense, does it? Um, they've got they've got fine players and they've paid a lot of yeah. money for those fine players, but they've had no tune out of many of them or as a group at all. But this, you know. If you're going to have to endure that kind of football match, I suppose the home fans will say at least they scratched the result out of the cold, hard earth and got the three points. Yeah, David Moyes saying yeah. we're going to go back to, you know, putting the ball in the net and not letting in at the other end, you know, which is, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, but genius, you, yeah. You sort of go... You're for coaching yeah, badges, I think yeah. that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's kind of how football <laughs> works, But it Mr. worked. Moyes. They won. They put the ball in the net and they didn't let... It. I think they'll have more than enough West Ham. I, I don't think they're in massive trouble. Yeah, uh, Forest and Wolves won a piece... Um, Forest have got a decent home record, haven't they? That's what's going to keep them in the Premier League. Who's going to be happier with that point? Is it Wolves? It surely is, isn't it? Yeah, because well, partly because um, in, they ground out the result. It was, they're a funny team, Wolves. They had 78% of the possession there and still looked like the lesser team on the day. That's very hard to do in modern football. Um, they had to grind it out. I mean, obviously, we enjoyed, I think, a first... I've watched a very large number of football matches. and So when I see something I haven't seen before, I'm very excited. A double assistant manager red card, anybody? <laughs> oh, yeah. lovely, yes. I mean, that, was, nice. that was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he held the first one up and you could see you could see the forest bench all going, yeah, spot on, yeah. Rev. And then he turned to them <laughs> and gave them one as well. <laughs> um, it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a particularly um, uh, brilliant game. I, I think... The, the spitting incident will have to be looked at again. Now, mm. I mean, we've got to somewhere in the world where we're having to slow down people's body language to see if we can see actually any bodily effluent, uh, you know, leaving the premises. But mm. um, it, it, young young Johnson afterwards actually said that he spat him, didn't he? He had as much as said it. Mm -hmm. um, Pedence, you know, I don't, I don't know I why that. in our culture, I don't know why in our culture, but something... Maybe about transmissible disease, something left over in the plague, something deep in our souls. Don't you can do a lot of things on a football pitch and people as just laugh off and spit, say, Yeah, it says spitting like, is no. disgusting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. 10 yeah. game ban, please. Uh, are one all draws at home going to keep Forrest up, Danny? Do you think? Mm, no, I think I think draws are pretty useless to teams this time of the year down the bottom. Um, and if you look at what and look at West Ham, you win one game, you can go up seven places or six places, yeah. whatever it was. They will see that as an opportunity missed because for a 
However little of the ball they had, they had the better chances. And Wolves will be sneaking away, rubbing their hands together. They got something there. Danny Kelly's such a pro. Even when the music's playing, he doesn't speed up. No, it's, like, it's not like that, it doesn't time. do anything for like me. All like, the greats. You're not going to play music, and that's going to somehow make me talk faster, like it's also, doing to Adi. Right hang now. on, Adi. I'm already talking so fast, I could hardly. You know, <laughs> like all the greats, look like they've just got more just, time. This is so perfect. More time on the ball. <laughs> all right, more Premier League chat when we come back. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. All right, Danny Kelly's still with us. Let, yes. Let's talk um, Chelsea uh, getting beat at home uh, by Aston Villa. Uh, that was that then, wasn't it, for Graham yeah. Potter? What do you make of Graham Potter's sack in Danny? Uh, right? Wrong? Um, wrong if if they were Chelsea really were to be true to the owner's words about um, developing a young team long-term and project right because the results are mm. just, just and and it's not just the results we'll get on to that in just a second the, 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 some of these selections and of course they, they this is this is a classic thing that happens they panic Bayern Munich panicked for the second they saw that Tuchel was on the market <laughs> so they got rid of Nagelsmann the second Nagelsmann comes on the market Chelsea are panicked in case anybody else gets him mm. um and and so it goes on but Look, I like Graham Potter a lot. Um, he, he was very helpful to us on Trans Europe Express when he was managing in Sweden. He seems like a very decent guy. But when you saw that 11 that he'd selected, whereas everybody else in the league seems to be looking at playing three centre-halves and one full-back, um, just so you can mo rotate between a three and a four, he plays three full-backs and one centre-half with two <laughs> expensive centre-halves on the bench. Yeah. Um, when I saw Rhys James who was the best player in the league in his proper position, playing out of position, and Cucciarella, who I don't know what his position is anymore, um, either, side, either side of one centre-back, you thought, this could be a long afternoon for Chelsea mm. if, 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 if Aston Villa, who are in great form, and Unai Emery mm. showing once again what a good manager he can be. Mm. Um, I, I, it's chaos. They, they, the thing about all managers, right, is that you know you're going to get the sack eventually. Even Jurgen Klopp referred to it today at his press conference. You know you're going to get the sack eventually. So at least establish your own identity on the team. And Graham has mixed and matched the... I think he's got 150-odd players there to choose from. And he's mixed and matched them and never settled on what he wants to be, you know, Graham Potter's Chelsea. And the problem with that is not only do you end up getting sacked anyway, but you can't look at yourself in the shaving mirror and say, but at least I did it my way. Um, it was inevitable, wasn't it? I mean, what's Andy had to say about it? Here we go. Yes, I've got what Andy's uh -oh, got yeah. to say uh -oh. about it here. I think we'll have a bit of music. We've we got music? a bit of music underneath, a bit of Chelsea. Here we go. Lovely stuff. Is Are you going to try and do his voice or are you just going to no, read it? No, 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 I'm just going to read out. Uh, suffice to say, I'm delighted. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday was the final straw. Talk about being architects of your own downfall. Not all Potter's fault, of course. The new owners know less about football than my wife, Sue. They spend far too much money, foolishly. 600 million and no striker. Not getting rid of players in the window was a disaster, but in the end, changing the team every game to keep the lads happy was pure barraclough. Danny can explain that in a minute. Not to mention terrible nonsensical substitutions and an inability to change the course of the game did for him. There we are. You can read that out and you know I wasn't there, so there we are. Yeah, no, it's, well, uh, uh, no surprise after the things that Andy said. There. What about the players, though, in terms of them taking blame, um, Danny? Like Mudrick, for example. I mean, it was a battle between Chelsea and Arsenal for his signature. He's come in and he's looked, he's looked woeful. I mean, yeah, to be fair, he hasn't had a lot of time on the pitch. Um, and this was, a, I don't remember him starting too many games and he made this start. Unfortunately, we all see footballers through the prism of how much they cost. Yeah. Um, and yeah. They, they paid for potential. Um, and his speed, 
Um, but he had, you know, I, you can't deny the evidence of your own eyes. He had two really acceptable chances there, either of which a decent Sunday Sunday footballer said, right, I'm going to get one of these past the goalkeeper. And he never he never looked confident he was going mm. to do either. Um, but this, this is a recurring issue they've had, you know. They, they paid a lot of money for Havertz, who's reached a very good level. He's won a Champions League, let's not forget. Mm. But, you know, he's no longer indispensable there. Mudrick has got... I mean, you know, they, they bought Mudrick to play in a position where they've already got Raheem Sterling. And this yeah. is what I think Andy is talking about. They've piled up these footballers. Um, but I don't know about, about taking individual responsibility, Andy, because you never. it's a team game. And when, when a group of individuals aren't functioning by a team, all of those things that you, you know, um, pride in performance, um, sticking up for each other, slightly goes out the window. If you talk to, to ex-pros, they, they all say we're incredibly selfish. And when it's not going well, you start to just worry about your own position in the team or your own position at the club. Um, and it, it, there was, there was, what am I trying to say here? The players won't take responsibility because they think the manager's been put into a stupid position and mm. therefore they're off the hook. That's the truth of it. But I think it's, I was saying earlier to add, I, I think it's, an absolute touch for Graham Potter. <laughs> I think I, I think he, he he's he's going to get a massive payoff and not to have to do a very stressful job, which at the moment is managing Chelsea, being given a bunch of players you, he doesn't particularly want. It's not the particular setup that he works in best. You know, we know he likes to develop players, have a small squad. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do all those things personally manage manage the players. He wasn't going to get to do that at Chelsea with his own players. I think he might think he's best off out of it with a big lump of money. Go and manage it at another club where there's go fishing maybe, by bait. No, yeah. no, maybe there's not quite as much pressure at other at another club, and 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 he might he might flourish there instead. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I mean, look, he was never in control of the club. He was never in control of the sign-ins, and that's now modern day management. I, I get that. But he was always going to get sacked by Chelsea. Everyone gets sacked by Chelsea. If you last three seasons there, you've done well and you should be given a trophy just for that. He'll get another job in the Premier League. There's, that, well, there's vacancies now. Mm. He could walk straight into the Leicester City job right now, couldn't he? Danny, okay. are you joining him at Spurs? Danny, do you want another Chelsea cast-off at Spurs? Well, I mean, he and Brendan Rodgers are among the favourites, so we, 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 we've got the... Ch- it's just a question of which ex-Chelsea coach do we get um, first and then 18 months later sack him and get the other one. Um, uh, if, I mean, uh, Graham Graham will get another job and he, presumably he'll do well. But I, I bet you his own confidence has been knocked what's, what's happened there. You don't get to be the manager of a Premier League club unless you've got a certain amount of self-belief. Mm. Um, I would even use the word ego. Um, mm. And, you know, you need ego and, that, and that's fine. But watching the whole thing and changing the team every week and seeing no better results week after week after week, um, it must be soul-destroying. And on a personal level, you're right. I, I bet you there's a part of him, he could never admit this in public, but I bet you there's a part of him that thinks, I'm well out of that. And, and we've got to take our responsibility too, and that is this, that um, whenever people are doing well on the field or in the dugouts, we cannot wait on, on things like talk sport to say, well, surely they need to move up to a bigger club now. Let people do their work. Mm, Let people yeah. do their job. If the time is absolutely right for them to move on, also decides what they want to do, but really we're doing the pre- the pressure comes from underneath, from well largely from the media saying they can't stay there, they've got to move on, um, and you know Graham couldn't apparently he couldn't turn down the Chelsea job. Mm. Well now I wonder six seven seven months down the line whether he regrets ever saying yes to them. He could have said I'll, I'll give it another couple of years here at Brighton and finish what I started. 
As with everything, when the favourites lose, you always focus on the favourites. But, I mean, the job mm. that Unai Emery's doing at Aston yeah. Villa, one point really behind got, Liverpool. Yeah, and got Ollie Watkins ticking, hasn't he? Really, like five really, goals yeah. away from home in, in, in success. Yeah, incredible what Unai Emery's doing at Villa. Um, look, again, um, he had that spell at Arsenal where it didn't quite work out. But we uh, we have an imaginary T-shirt on Trans Europe Express that says, just because you failed the Premier League doesn't make you a bad manager or a bad player. Um, and he is a really good manager. Um, and well done, John McGinn, yes. scoring freely yes. for Scotland. First goal for 16 months in a Beautiful. Villa shirt. Well done. Bang. Yeah. You, would, you wouldn't know it. Great goal. Um, Bournemouth uh, beat Fulham 2-1. Um, happy for Gary O'Neill. I, I I've got a soft spot for Gary O'Neill. I don't okay. know why yet. Because everyone's like, Bournemouth are going to get relegated. They're useless. It's a small club. Blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, 16th in the Premier League. I'm not saying mm. they're going to stay up. But they're giving themselves a good chance, Danny. This was the most critical win at the bottom of the table. And I know other teams down there won, some of them lost all the rest of it. But this was the one where Bournemouth, not only did they come from behind to win, not only did they win and get the three points, but there was a second successive home win. And, you know, it's a cliche, but we all know that what they do down there on the South Coast will determine their fate. Um, and that is an incredibly important result for them. Um, and sometimes you need the gods of football to smile on you, brings on Tavernier, who's a decent enough player, but how many goals like that is he going to score in his oh, career? Yeah. I'll tell you, no more. That's it. Um, <laughs> it. Goal of the it. month. Goal of the month. And that gets them back in the game. Um, and, you know, I, I you're, you're right. I mean, I, it's a, it would be a mug to predict who's going down now, but if Bournemouth have given themselves every chance now, yeah. and, and, and that result, when they went behind against Fulham, you could, you know, there's a there's an argument that you know you can feel sorry for yourself and all the rest of it. The manager changed it around at halftime, didn't allow them to, to the players to become despondent. And Fulham, who without Mitrovic just don't look the same, yeah. they just mm. don't carry mm. that same threat. Um, let them back in the game, and then I know it came late and all the rest of it, but I always felt that you could you could feel there might be. There might be something in it. For, there might be a win for it for Bournemouth once they got level. Yeah, I think Fulham are lucky to have the amount of well, not lucky to have the amount of points they've got because they've been playing very well. But they, they, they seem in a bit of free fall at the moment. Yeah, yeah. they've hit a wall, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. They, what they've only won one of their last five, so they're struggling. Lost they last uh, three. Uh, yeah. Crazy game at the Amex. Brighton free, uh, Brentford free. Brighton coming from behind all three times, scoring yeah. a, a 90th minute penalty. Um, I love Brighton. Do, do any do any of you realistically think Brighton can make top four? Uh, no, okay. um, only because if if they were in a two-horse race, for it, you'd say yes. But there's there's several teams uh, vying for it. I suspect they'll fall. I suspect they'll fall slightly short myself. Um, but uh, it, I mean, that game was ridiculous. Brighton had 33 shots at goal. 33. <laughs> if if Ivan Tony played for Brighton, that game would have would have been 16-2 <laughs> uh, by the end. And that's the truth of it, you know. Am I right in saying that every Brighton player had at least one shot? And I think wow. nearly, I think that's all of them had two. Um, they all had at least two shots a goal. I mean, that shows you the freedom with which Deserby has got them playing. I mean, exactly as he got a Sassuolo team without half the talent that Brighton have at their disposal playing in Serie A over the last couple of years. Um, it was a great game, to, you know, for a neutral. It was a great, great game. And, you know, Ivan Tony, the way he took that goal, and you just think... This boy has almost it appears to be has no ceiling to what he can achieve, um, and a bit like Ian Wright, it's coming to him later in mm, in his career. Shout, he's not, good he's not, a, he's not a teenage striker. He's someone who's had to come up the hard way, and boy, does he look determined to get to ring every last thing that he can out of his mm. career and out of every chance that comes his way. And 
I mean, and again, I don't want him to move on because I've just been complaining about us moving players on. But I've no doubt he could play at virtually any level now. Could do really, really fantastic. I think you were you were linking Deserby to Juventus last night on Trans Euro Express, Danny. Am I right? Not me personally, but yes, our uh, Dan- Daniele Fisichella yeah. from Italy said that they, they, they're after him. Yeah, and that would leave a space for Graham Potter to go back to Brighton, wouldn't it? Uh, very, very quickly, <laughs> as the music plays out, uh, Mikel Arteta yeah. will be manager this season if they win the league. If not Arteta, yeah. how how close are the Zerbi and Thomas Frank to that title? Yeah, good call, good shout. Um, very close, both of them, and um, De Zerbi's football would get would get my vote just just because it is so outgoing and, and engaging, you know. Mm. All right, when we come back, we round up the rest of the Premier League results. Unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about Liverpool as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Oh, Roy Hodgson off to a flyer. Oh, yeah. Off to a flyer. Crystal Palace yeah. beat Leicester 2 1 in doing so. Uh, Brendan Rogers got shown the P45. What, the wild as well. geese. Yeah, yeah. But a um, quick word on Roy Hodgson, uh, Danny. Um, happy for, you know, I'm happy for, for Roy to get that win and happy for him to hopefully keep them up this season. I mean, given what he's, uh, you know, traditionally been, uh, pe- you know, pegged as a kind of um, defensive coach, a person who can organise a team. Crystal Palace had 33 shots at goal. Um, more than they, they'd managed in the combined last four games under Patrick Vieira. He just sent them out there and said, look, we've got good forward players. We've got good attacking players. He gave Eze, um, put him back in the team. Mm. And they, and let's not kid, this, this game looks like it was close on paper. It wasn't. Crystal Palace were unlucky to, to, to still be level with 94 minutes gone. They absolutely ripped Leicester apart. And the moment, if you were the owners of Leicester... Uh, that you thought that despite what he's done for the club and winning a trophy and everything, that Brendan Rodgers had to go as his post-match interview. Self-deception of the worst kind. Mm. So, I mean, he's got to say something. He just said, I thought, you know, we played really well, did very well. Man, they were lucky that, that, that Palace didn't give them an absolute stuff in there. Um, and it's a, you know, 
you see Ray Lewington and Roy yeah. Hodgson on the sideline. They're not fashionable-looking guys, <laughs> no. but but the amount of knowledge in yeah. those two heads yeah. Yeah. that they can give to those, and if the players are open. If they if they will accept somebody who possibly won't like the same drill music as they do, if they can accept those, <laughs> they can, and and get the football knowledge out of those two heads, they they will be just about fine. Crystal Palace. Leicester, I worry about because they've got better players than most of the clubs down there, but no kind of team at all at the moment. Yeah. It's not a team, is it? The talisman have gone, haven't they? The talisman have disappeared. They've got no team. You know, but the Premier League is a better place for Ray Lewington's legs. You're absolutely right with that, Danny. Yeah, no, no matter what the weather, Raylington will, will be in short. Uh, Arsenal yeah. marching uh, onto the title, it looks like. Beat Leeds mm-hmm. 4-1. Gabriel Jesus scored a couple. They're just so good right now, Arsenal. But any little challenge put in front of them... Sharp, just wasn't he? Jesus was so bang. sharp, yeah. wasn't he? Just, just, you thought, oh, he's, he's on it. He's not, he's not coming back from injury. He's just on just it. straight away. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they look a bit like... Um, and, different level of player, but they look a bit like Leicester when they were heading towards the title. Mm. Um, you're right, they had that setback against Manchester City. They haven't dropped a point since then, I think I'm right in saying. You and are everything correct. That, everything that could happen for them is going right. They bring back Gabriel Jesus after his long injury layoff. He gets two goals. They bring in Trossard in oh. January. Oh, it takes it takes time to settle. Yeah. He's got a hat full of assists already. Yeah. Um, and, you know... <laughs> One, nobody has ever got rich in recent years betting against Manchester City. But each game that ticks by, um, you know, Arsenal really put themselves in a position where they can afford to lose in Manchester um, and still win the title. Um, and it's looking more and more likely, isn't it? And uh, on a personal level, you know, I know I've got local rivalries to think about and all the rest of it. But the truth is, if a team plays... I want the title to be won by teams that play on the front foot, play mm, attacking yeah. football and excite their fans... And they're certainly doing that. Arsenal scored 70 goals this season. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, pretty and, good. And, and that's without a traditional centre forward. I think Martinelli is the leading goal scorer, isn't he? Um, and there's another example. You know, you, you pay a small amount of money to, for a Brazilian teenager and he's turning into, be, you know, a proper, proper, proper player. Um, balancing out the, the, I'm going to use the word, the, but the, the virtual genius on the other side of the pitch was Saka. Um, they're... they're I mean, I can feel the words turning to kind of cinders in my say mouth. It, say, it, say it, you're saying Danny, nice things about win Arsenal, it, Danny. Danny. Say it. <laughs> well, it's, it's okay because all my, because I'm from Islington, all my family support them, and I'm married to an Arsenal <laughs> fanatic. Um, I, I can always just about bear it because it means that you know I'll get uh, I'll get a lot of smiles around the place yeah, and people will be dinner. happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't. Uh, I won't uh, I won't be eating a TV dinner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Leeds United are they, are they in trouble? This isn't. This wasn't their battle to win, was it? So this isn't the league they're in, is it? Uh, the, this game on Saturday, that the, they need to beat other other uh, teams. Yeah, but they're totally in trouble, aren't they? Let's not kid ourselves. They're, I mean, Garcia has brought them a little bit of more solidity than they had. And at half time, they were well in. You know, you could argue they were well in the game, um, but they too um, lack a cutting edge. Um, and you, you, you know, you, it, it is in the games against. You're right, Charlie. The games against the other teams down the bottom of the table mm. will be what tells. But even in those games, where are Leeds going to get these yeah. goals from that they're going to require? To They've win got no the personality, now? Danny. Have they? They've got no. Yeah. You don't know. They Nothing. used to. They used to know exactly what you were going to get from them, and now it's just like oh, well, I don't know what's going to turn up. This this, this so often happens after Bielsa leaves clubs. They're suddenly all, they're, they're, under Bielsa. They're all personality, regardless of the results. And then he goes, and it's this kind of yawning chasm yeah. where where what he does got left behind. Mm. 
Um, they, they're, they're really, really in trouble, Leeds. Arsenal fans were thinking that Liverpool were going to cause the upset of the Etihad for about yeah. 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, yeah. Man City were like, nope, That's that isn't going to happen. Yeah. Jack Grealish, that was his best performance in a long time, I think, in a City shirt. Uh, they thumped Liverpool. 4-1, could have been 6-1 if it wasn't for Alisson. Um, I don't know if Man City was so good or Liverpool was so bad. Um, well, first, well, Grealish was fantastic. Mm. I mean, now that he's got the, now that the penny has dropped and only Manchester City can afford to pay £100 million for a player it takes a year uh, to get going. <laughs> get him to train I mean, on. No, absolutely. <laughs> but he is a fantastic footballer and he, he, despite the fact that I, it's, it's the tightest kit I've seen anyone playing since the <laughs> 1980s, um, uh, he, he was fantastic. And the answer to your question, Eddie, is that Liverpool have... They're a great team, and there's no other word for it. The last few years has fallen apart. Um, for whatever reason, their press doesn't work anymore, and that has exposed the post-injury Virgil van Dijk, who's yeah. not the player he was, mm. and Trent Alexander-Arnold, who we all admire as a player with the ball at his feet. Um, when there's no pressure on the ball, no press from Liverpool, uh, the, I mean... It was torture for him having to work out what to do about Grealish when the ball was just going over his head to him again and again and again. And City exploited what we all... You, know, you, you watched them, Addy. We mm. know that Liverpool are struggling and City are the wrong team to be playing because they're so surgical once they find a weakness yeah. in your team. Um, and Liverpool are right to... you know, Klopp was being questioned about his future state nonsense. They, they've got a great manager, but they are, they're going to have to let him rebuild the team now because... What it did and how it functioned, even 12 months ago, is now a distant memory. And it's Liverpool 30 points. 30 points behind Arsenal. It's a transition year. 30 Tra points is not year. transition. 30 points is failure. Uh, big game tonight, live on TalkSport. Everton uh, take on Spurs. Spurs obviously very mm. much in the hunt for that fourth spot. Everton trying to stay in the league. It's a good game, this one. Uh, I think Sean Dyche is going to make it very, very difficult for Spurs. I mean, we Spurs have got a new coaching setup now, but because of the injuries they've got, they cannot change the. Uh, they've they've only got fifteen fit outfield senior players, so I know exactly the eleven, the the, the ten outfield players he'll pick, and because they haven't got a left back left uh, because of injuries, yeah. uh, they're going to have to play with wing backs. I think they might have changed to a back four, um, but they can't do that now. Um, and here we go tonight, live on Talksport. Spurs, plug, if they plug. win, Spurs, if they win, it's exclusive as well. If Spurs, <laughs> Spurs if they win, they can go third. They're the highest placed crisis team in the history of football. <laughs> Terrible season, um, third, yeah. yeah. Awful. But, but we all know that when these opportunities um, have presented themselves, like going third to this group of players, they have more than once, shall we say, stubbed their toe. And of course, Sean Dyche. Seeing a team come with a, with an interim manager, just be rubbing oh, yeah, his hands, won't stuff. he? Yeah, yeah. It should be a belting game, though. It should yeah, be a belting game. It should be an absolutely fantastic game. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Right, we had loads of texts come through. Yeah, well, well I say, so we, we were asking earlier, what's the strangest thing you've won after we were discussing Talking United winning a Sherpa van in the late 80s? Um, and when did you ghost out? But we also, earlier on, just discussing... Um, Gateshead with mm. with with, uh, with Gav Webster yeah. and uh, Dilip's been on and he said we, you could have mentioned Gateshead with three nil up in the first half and Barnet equalised at ninety plus twelve minutes to take it to penalties and then Gateshead won the penalty shootout and Dilip, Dilip went all the way up there 
Ooh. and then they lost. So, you know, that's, that's football, a hardcore isn't it? fan. That's that football, is. isn't it? That's, that's, that's hardcore. But there we are. My brother, here we are. This is Billy from Hemel Hempstead. Oh. My brother won a packet of sunflower seeds and a trowel when he came third on Dick and Dom in the bungalow. There we are. Well done. Well done, there indeed. Strange, Stephen, strange Stephen, prize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if I believe it or not. Uh, Stephen, uh, Newcastle fan says, I won a Sunderland. VIP oh, stadium oh, tour. No. I'm a Newcastle fan. <laughs> I ghosted them. Oh, this is two of two for one. This is good. I ghosted them whilst giving the staff the runaround on the day, pretending to be lost. When asked what I could see where I was, I told them a Premier League stadium and called St James's Park. Oh, that's good. That's, that's nice. Good. Good for, uh, yeah, boxing. Have you done a stadium tour already? No, never. Never? Never done a stadium tour. Did, did you fancy it or not? Nope. You, I'm not that interested. No interest. In like, what for? I don't really know what it's for. Yeah, like, what, what am I... Seats? I mean, look, seats. I suppose you want to Changing look behind rooms. the scenes. I suppose no. it's good fun if you're a kid and you're seeing yeah. how the ground works or if you've been going to a stadium your whole life. Then you always wondered, want to go and see what? I suppose it's how you can visualise the whole thing. I don't know. No. Boxing in the early... This is Joe. Boxing in the early 80s, I won an Onyx ashtray. That's nice, isn't it? Is, an on, is onyx a, a, a precious stone? Yeah. Is that what onyx... Is that, I don't say yes if you don't know it. No, I'm just assuming it must be. <laughs> what an awful, what an awful onyx, prize that lovely is. Lovely prize. I hope you got some money as well, uh, Joe. Think, yeah, hopefully you got that and a certificate that you've lost. Yeah. Um, what's this one? Um, no name to this one, but it says, I won a burger press on the postcode lottery. Really? I thought you could just win money on the on the postcode lottery. Well, that's the part they advertise. They don't yeah. say about the other prizes, Someone, do they? Oh, there are, there are other prizes, are they? There are other prizes that they don't really let you know. Imagine that. You'd be furious. Like, next door, they won, you know, £58,000. Mm. A new one, you know. Uh, yeah, the burger, burger press. press. Yeah. A, no, no, no. A gazebo for the garden. Or, or they say you've won something. You're excited. You invite the family around. We've won something. <laughs> burger press. We've won on the postcode lottery. Everyone gather round. Mm. Who wants a burger? Do you want cheese on it? <laughs> My daughter was the Crouch End Squash Open champion and got a squash ball as first prize. Now, come on, Crouch End. Crouch End, you need to do better. There's plenty of money in Crouch End, isn't there, Eddie? Have you been up there? They've got a few quid up in Crouch it's End. nice. Very nice houses. Squash. Great pubs, everything. You're a squash player, Eddie? I know you fancy yourself at rackets, don't you? I do. I think you're pretty I'm good, more you? badminton. Are you? I'm, I'm quite good at badminton, yes. I did a quiz show the other day with Gay LMs. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. British Get, Olympic uh, Olymp bronze medalist was it? Bronze? Silver, was it silver, silver or bronze? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. She was a very nice person, mm. um, and she's saying all footballers are terrible at badminton. I never play football. I know. Mm. I'm not saying you. No. Except. Oh, wait one second. I've, I know who. Gabby. No. Darren. Darren. Darren Bent's good, Except isn't he? Darren Bent. I heard that he is said good. Gabby was too aggressive. Yeah. She said she played. Gabby just tried to whack the skin off it every yeah. single time. Too More aggressive. From but Darren, Darren Bent, she said. Absolutely excellent at badminton. If he comes really? in later on, we'll, we'll ask him. Yeah, yeah. He, if, well, he's hearing this now, obviously, he's outside. Yeah. And he will no doubt say he was... He likes his trainers, doesn't he? Do you think he's got the right trainers for badminton? He's got, he's got a pair of trainers for everything. A pair of those high-tech squash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 500 pounds or something. Ridiculous. Uh, Philbo <laughs> from Southampton. I lived in Thailand for a bit and worked as a teacher. I took part in a traditional Thai dance routine for a festival in one. Don't know why I'm laughing. I was awarded a basket of tangerines, That's which nice. I had to hand out to all of the other participants of the competition. So you you won the award, and then you had to share your award. I've, I think that's a nice way to win a prize. Like the What's a traditional Thai dance routine? I don't know, but the Papa John's Trophy on Sunday in Bolton, they could have had pizza for everyone. But it'd yeah. be nice. You've won. Congratulations. Now you have to share your pizza with the Plymouth Argyle. Surely team. you get some sort of vouchers or tokens for winning that you'd think wouldn't you yeah 
Papa, surely. Papa John's for life. Like, that must be part of it. And also... I did the draw here once, oh, and I asked you? them for something as well. What's it like that, doing the new offset? I've heard you do a it's few quite, draws, It's actually. quite nerve-wracking. Is it? Yeah, because I, I butchered a couple of non-league team names. Did you? Yeah, and they came for me. I wonder yeah, if that's did. a clip of the week. Is that a clip of the week at all? Well, no, it was a clip of the week two it years ago. It is a clip of the week. Can we find it? It was a clip of the week two years ago. Can we find Can we find Addy butchering some... Why not, Addy? I think it was Geisley or something. Oh, did you? What did you say? I can't remember. Gillsley or something. Gillsley. And I, which I think is fair. Uh, we'd all like to hear that clip. If no, we can I find, don't we'll think do we a search for, the, no, no, for that no, clip. No need. No need. No so, need. Do, so no need. do you like any non-league? Because you, you, you've been thinking it's far too non-league. Uh, all the chat. I think this show is fantastic when we talk non-league football. I really do. I all, do. The, all the chat off air you think is too non-league. Too non-league. Because our newsreader, our producer, all non-league. And you. And me, I love the, yeah. I love the non-league proper non-league boys, but yeah. no, yeah. So you do those, and um, you get a couple of names wrong, and they're not happy. You non-league fans are really hardcore, isn't it? Get me in next time. You I do can it. understand though. It's like me saying Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? It's like Liverpool. <laughs> it's like that, isn't it? Like, yeah. So I can understand why there'd be yeah. so upset. Manchester. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is. You know, you're saying where someone lives. Yeah. Then we on about. Yeah. So I, I get why um, they I like came that. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Now though. Correct pronunciations all the time. Every single time. Every single time. All right, what else we got? I had a stall at the Retired Greyhounds Trust event in York. That's nice. And I won a raffle prize of dog perfume. Dog perfume. Dogs smell like dogs. That's the whole point. Leave them be. Leave them. And if also, if your dog stinks, it often needs a... Often needs a, a walk. You know what I can't stand about people that own dogs? Every, well, okay, no, yeah, no, 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 do that. Go on, go in on it. They have um, dog Instagram pages. Yeah, and they that. No, but they they do things like they take, <laughs> they take a picture of the dog yeah. and they act like the dog's talking. Yeah, that's nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, mummy's left, my mummy's left me here. Mummy's left me outside Why the do they shop? do that? That's really bad. Just had a lovely walk with my daddy. That sort of thing. What's childish about it, Addy? I don't really know. Have you really got a dog? Have you got a dog? Oh, that's sad, isn't it? My dog's died and you fought that up. Sorry. That's very sad. No, she didn't. That's very sad, isn't it? Right. Thanks very much. You know that's right, very sad in my life. There right, last are. one. Um, uh, hi, guys. Great show. I was going to read. That's exactly the same no, one. No, I was going to read. Only because no, it said, said great show. That's the only reason I was going to read out as well. <laughs> I'm going to read a different one now. They'll never, we'll never know what that one was. Uh, here we are. Uh, I won a winter car kit at the golf club Christmas raffle when I was banned from driving. Rob. Don't yeah, get still, banned from driving. Clean your car. Slow down. Keep your eyes on the road. If you watch my show, Motorway, Hell's on, Hell on the Highway, on, on Channel 5 on Friday nights, 8 o'clock, <laughs> you'd know. Keep your eyes on them. Look at this idiot in the, in the white pickup truck. Catch it. That's a good plug, that This was. Friday night, That's Channel 5. All right, we're going to um, speak to Andy Clark when we come back because you, I'm saying you as in Charlie, has not mm. been happy with AJ. Wants him to retire. No, I'm, no, I'm well, not. I'm not. Clarify I'm, what you mean. I'm worried about. It. Clarify. What I'm you worried mean. about him, Adrian. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Liverpool now, uh, not a good, not a good season. I think that's an understatement to say when it comes to Liverpool Football Club. Thirty points, thirty points behind Arsenal at the top of the table. Liverpool currently sitting in eighth place in mm. the Premier League. Shocking season. Yeah, but transition season, isn't it? Well, I think, I think it's more than that, really. Uh, let's welcome in Dave Gorman, comedian and Liverpool fan. Uh, Dave, what do you make of the season, Dave? Transition, Charlie says. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a nice uh, excuse for awful. What do you think, Dave? I don't think it's a transition anyone was planning for. If you, if you, sort of, if you rewind to the start of the season, every expert was saying, well, one and two, it's Man City and Liverpool. Which way is mm. it going to be? So... Yeah, it wasn't something we were going, eh, it's going to be transition at the beginning of the season. I think you started it with some confidence. 
I can't wait for the season to be over. I just want to know <laughs> who we recruit next year and go again and hope that we can recruit. And hopefully we're not going to get in top four, I don't think. So I just hope that we are still able to recruit at the level we need to to start punching again. Uh, Dave, you're on tour, uh, as you often are, with your show PowerPoint to the People. You sort of invented the PowerPoint as a tool for comedians uh, and and also managers use it now. Do you think you could have been a, a great... Would you have been a PowerPointy football manager, Dave? Absolutely. It's the only way I know how to do anything, Charlie. Uh, it's a very useful way of imparting information to people, um, which, you know, it, actually what all jokes are is bits of information colliding with each other in your brain mm. in ways that you weren't expecting. And, and so if information is the root of all jokes, PowerPoint's obviously a really useful tool because it's a really way of imparting lots of information to people. You need to send one of your PowerPoints to Jurgen Klopp right now. Yeah, yeah. Because clearly none of the messages are getting through, are they? But it's, it's clever the way you do it, Dave, because I think you get, I think you get sort of three laughs out of one joke, which gives people more laughs. Because <laughs> you go, there's the joke, I'm, I've told you the joke, and then you show people the joke <laughs> on yeah. your PowerPoint, and then you make another joke about that. So you're getting three laughs out of one joke. I mean, I wish you could show me how to do it, Dave. If only there was a way. And sometimes it goes the other order. Sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes I put the joke on the screen and then I have to do a bit of explaining and I get too laughed that way. But you're right. It does often sort of multiply the number of jokes. What it often does, what it really, really helps to do, and you'll know this, Charlie, when everyone gets a joke at exactly the same mm. time, the laugh is more satisfying in the room. There are certain bits of stand-up where you hear the front few people going and then a few people at the back and then and there's a kind of catch-up crowd and yeah. suddenly the penny drops. <laughs> if you can make a thousand people have the penny drop in exactly the same moment, oh, you've won. every laugh is so much bigger and throatier and it becomes a, a wave that you surf. And that's what the PowerPoint does. It helps the timing of every thought in everyone's head arrive at exactly the same time. So it becomes like a, like a Methodist rally basically, <laughs> in the way you respond to a crowd. I was discussing your work uh, earlier with with Ade, and I, I was discussing Google Whacking, uh, which yeah. was one of your shows. Which I didn't uh, understand. Which Ade didn't understand, yeah. and I had to sort of, I then had to Google what it was to give a, de a definition of Google Whacking. But now you yeah. can't Google Whack anymore, because they've taken since 2009. So did you invent it, and it was very short-lived? I didn't invent it. I just, I found out about it because somebody sent me an email telling me that my website contained a Google Whack. Ah, right. Uh, so that's how I discovered it. And then I was meant to be writing a novel and I had a breakdown and didn't write a novel and went around the world meeting people whose websites contained Google Wax. Yes. Dave, Dave, sorry. For, then, for, for, for my own brain and insanity, what yeah. is Google Whack? So Google Whacking was a thing where you used Google, you put in two words, no quotation marks, nothing like that, just two words. And you hit search. And if it came back, having found only one website, then that was a Google one. Wow. But in the olden days, yeah. that meant there was only one website that contained both of those words. Now, Google changed sensibly because it's a search engine. It's not there for a game. It's changed. <laughs> yeah. But what it then did was they... You put in two words and it go, well, I've found some websites with this word. Oh, and, right. and the, you change. know, so it does, an, it does an either or kind of search yeah. now, mm. whereas it used to do an only if all the terms are there, will I give you anything? That, so that, that's when you yeah. can Google that. I've read that book. That is an excellent book, as is your book, Are You Dave Gorman, which was also a show, which I did, it was when Dave found everyone called Dave Gorman in the world, didn't you, Dave? 
I did. Not everyone. I found many. How many? How many did you get up to, Dave? Do you remember? Well, the the idea was to find 54, uh, one for every card in the deck, including the Jokers. Um, I've now met 108. (laughs) Uh, They they still get in touch with me occasionally. I I get weird emails from people. There there is apparently, I, I don't know if he's still there, but there certainly was, um, a Dave Gorman on death row somewhere in America. Wow. Uh, are you and accepting I, Davids? This is, yeah, this yeah, is I'm, I'm a David. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a, uh, I just, okay. I, only my mum calls me David, mm. but I am David. And that's when I've done something wrong. You know, if I, if my mum, if I, if anyone calls me David, <laughs> I feel like I'm being chastised by my mother. I can imagine the, the guy on death, death row is, is getting a lot of Davids. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. I get, I get people sort of asking me to campaign for him to be released, and I think, I don't know what he's done. I don't know whether he's guilty or not. I think I have opinions about the death penalty, but they're not contingent on someone sharing my name. They're, no. they're opinions about the death penalty per se. It sounds like as oh. outside of your remit as, as a I don't very think, popular I don't British comedian, Dave. <laughs> It's not for me. I'm not sure yeah. how many Adeola depots there are. Yeah, I wonder how many there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, you could do wow. maybe an easier game. Yeah. It might be a short, a shortest show. <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> it might be a Google whack all in one. It might yeah. be, it might be, it might, it might be the only it one. Could be, it could be the only one. Tell us about the latest show, Dave. Uh, well, latest show, like I say, it's called PowerPoint to the People. Uh, so it is, it's a stand-up show. It doesn't have a theme in it. Although somebody who saw it recently said to me, it's got a plot. And it is, there's a sort of narrative in that when I first wrote it, every little bit of it connects to every other little bit. And when I was trying to work out what's the order for material to go in, it can only go in one order because routine one is called back to in routine two. And routine three is called back to in routine, called back to one and two. And literally it's a whole tarot card. So by the end of it, every thread is coming back into the whole thing at the end. So all the things you thought weren't important and were trivial and got sort yeah. of thrown away and whatever, they all come back to bite you at the end. So, it, but it, which is kind of weird, but also means I've got a show where I can't do. If somebody said, "Oh, can you come and do us fifteen minutes?" I couldn't. No, you can't. So with, do if that. I did the fifteen minutes, they haven't got the punchline to it because that comes forty-five minutes later. If nah. I do the bit fifteen minutes later, they haven't got the setup to it. So it's a weird show. It's like a two-hour-long show, hour and a, a break, and then another hour of stuff building and building and building that you don't know as an audience, you're passively thinking, I'm throwing that away, throwing that away. Yeah. And then at the end, everything is piling on top and, and getting you again. So it's very satisfying to yeah. do. We had, Glenn, we had Glenn Moore on the other week and he was saying that his show he does at the moment is quite, is quite um, tiring because he can't go off script because it's all so in- inextricably linked that he can't do any sort of crowd work or have you know a bit of banter with the with, with the audience. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it sort of ruins the the, the the flow of the show. Is that what happens with with, with yours? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't get heckled and no. things. I'm not. I don't. I'm. I'm too quick. There isn't time, and it's a bombardment, and mm. there's no in for anyone else. So, yeah. like, so I'm. I'm going 100 miles an hour for an hour, and we have a 15 minute break, and then I go again. There's very little can change, and it's on rails. Because I'm doing PowerPoint, one of the rules, when people say, uh, if you look at sort of online guides on how to PowerPoint, they'll say, <laughs> never, never use more than 12 slides. People can't cope with more than 12 slides. I use 847 slides. <laughs> I'm, I'm pressing the button every 15 seconds. Yeah, the screen yeah. is constantly changing. So it's like a double app partner. And it's like yeah. sometimes it is like, 
tried double that. One of us is being serious and one of us is on the course, yeah. other. It sort of it flips around. Get back in the so box. It, I don't want to go yeah. around the box. What I can't do <laughs> is change it. Like when I press the button, the next slide comes up. Yeah. And there's 847 of them. And I've chosen the order I've put in there. So I'm absolutely on rails. Yeah. Once I start, it has to go in that order. Yeah. But I kind of I kind of like that. There's an honesty to it. Like you, you know, like a lot of comics, you a lot of comics will tell you people come up to them and say, Oh, I saw you last week. I didn't think it'd be the same because they've created an impression mm. of it being a bit freewheeling and yeah. whatever and, a, and more spontaneous than it really is. There's very few comics who are truly spontaneous. Mm. I think there's a couple, but very few. Uh, but this is really honest. This is, I'm working really hard for you. I'm not doing the kind of, I'm cruising along the surface and my legs are kicking no, underneath yeah, to make yeah. it all happen. I'm showing you how much work is going <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's hard and I'm, I'm blooming working for you. Yeah. You know, and I kind of quite like the honesty of that. I've got to pick you up on something, Dave, before we let you go, which is yeah. your tour, you, you tweeted the other day, your tour travels from Western Supermare to Torquay. Given how choppy the sea looks, we're going to go by car rather than boat. It's a different coast, Dave. Just before yeah. you, just before you put us all in one box down there. Yeah. Oh, it's all the same down there. Oh, I'll just get the little boat round to talking. It's it's a different coast completely, Dave. Charlie, I'm, I'm, dis- I know it's a different I'm disappointed. Coast. Disappointed. Disappointed in you. Yeah, Charlie. I know it's a different coast, but you know the sea is all connected. Yeah. It would take too long. You know you can go from long. one coast to another. Right? No, you've thrown shade on the on Torquay there. It's no, unbelievable. No, I, I, I think no, Dave no, no. actually came back quite well there, he didn't did, he? He did, yeah. He's he's, he's, he's Charlie, you can see he's a gig fit comic. You can tell just... he's one of the smartest ones out there, isn't he? Also, Charlie, do you actually think I was thinking of taking a boat? <laughs> no, I, mean, I know it was a joke. I, I was just, I was, I was told to say it by my producer, and I'm absolutely backtracking now. No, no, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, where can people? DaveGorman.com, is it, Dave? Uh, yeah, that's the easiest place to find out where I am. I've got about 25 shows left. We're up in uh, Scotland for a few days soon. We're we're all over the place. Oh, well done, Dave. Fantastic. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, it's my pleasure, boys. Cheers, Dave. Take care. Bye, bye. Cheers. Wait, you comedians are very intelligent. He, he might be the top of the tree, isn't it? He, he's, he's smart. Good. He's just he's, always he's always been good. Always been funny, Dave. So yeah, yeah. yeah, go and see him. That'd be a lovely show. Indeed, eight hundred and fifty-two powerpoints for uh, you. Slides. If I, got, you, if you I, like this I don't know how to put a powerpoint together. At Wouldn't all, know what I was doing. No, I'd still have to a YouTube thing. it. Well, obviously, clearly, he's making a living out of this yeah, thing. Exactly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. We'll do it all again tomorrow, shall we, Addy? Absolutely. Marvellous. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 